Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, Bake Down listeners. This is Josh Landy, founder of Bake With A Legend. We hope you've all been keeping well whilst we've been away. We're thrilled to be bringing you the Bake Down podcast once more as our host Sarah will unpick the brand new series of The Great British Bake Off every week alongside Bake Off alumni Howard Middleton, Dan Beasley-Harling and Jane Beadle. Now, if you're looking for the ultimate experience whilst following the new series, we have the perfect opportunity for you, which is to join us every Sunday as one of our bakers leads an online class where they'll be teaching you how to make the signature or technical challenge from the latest episode. Our classes are at 5pm UK, which is 12 midday Eastern. So even if you're listening to us from the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, we've made sure you can join us too. There is a discounted package available for joining all 10 classes. See the link in the podcast description. And where availability allows, you can also sign up to individual classes as we go through the series. For more information, head to bakewithalegend.com forward slash online classes. For those of you that enjoy the podcast, the biggest thank you that you can give us is to join us at an online class, or you can even grab one of our Bake With A Legend aprons from our online shop. We hope to meet you at one of our online classes very soon. For now, I'll hand you over to Sarah, who is going to preview the brand new series. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome, welcome back everybody to another episode and another season of the Bake Down Podcast. My name's Sarah, I'm going to be your host today and of course we have with us the fantastic Jane, Dan and Howard. Welcome back guys, how does it feel to be back for another season? So I'm I am not going to jump in all the time and talk over everybody. So that's why I'm oh, come on. at the beginning. 
I was doing the same. We're very respectful, aren't we, this year? Well, to be honest, I'm just very excited to see Jane and Howard again more than anything. Uh, you know, Yay. it's lovely to get together and chat. Um, obviously, it's a little bit too early to be excited because we don't really know anything apart from the pictures. So we're going to engage in one of Britain's favourite hobbies, which is just judging people by their appearances and making up a bunch of assumptions. So how Yay. are you getting on with that, Jane? <laughs> you know me. I never, never make snap judgments about people. God, no. <laughs> I'm always very measured. So as yet, I have no opinions, but I probably do. But uh, there we go. We'll just say that. Oh, we all do. Let's be <laughs> fair. Howard, how does it feel to be welcoming uh, 12, is it 12? Yes, 12 new bakers into the tent this year. It's, it's lovely, actually. I mean, I wasn't there personally. Was, should I Should I have been there? <laughs> it's like... Yes, were, were, you not, were you not there, Howard? We all were. No, I wasn't oh, there. Oh, that would Actually, that would be a really good thing, wouldn't it? If if past bakers were there just to give them a little bit of a pep talk before they started, mm. I think that would be quite encouraging. Really. Oh, I don't know. I think they want them to be all a little bit rabbit in the headlights and a little bit frightened. I think it adds to the tension. Yeah. So, uh, you know, no, you don't want them to relax too much, do you? You want, to, you want them to deliver the TV gold uh, from them sort of having mental breakdowns and panic attacks. Well, that's the part I enjoy anyway. If I had to go through oh. it, then the other people should as well. Um, but yeah, I've been looking, that's what I've been doing. I've been mainly looking at the profiles, thinking which one of these people is going to absolutely fall to pieces under the pressure and gleefully looking forward to it. So that's mainly been where my head has been. Is that awfully mean of me? Oh. Anybody who can get it, look at the um, the Guardian newspaper oh, yeah. review. It's absolutely brutal. And I, the first year I really read it all and it goes through all the contestants on, you know, who they like and, and whether they're going to melt down or when they're going to go out or why they'll go out. It's, it's very funny and very brutal. And, and it talks about Christy, who looks lovely. I must admit she looks lovely. And um, it talks about her with her four kids and saying they're just waiting for her to explode. <laughs> so, so please do read it. I mean, it's very irreverent. Anybody who can get the oh, website, read the print. I mean, we're, we're nowhere near as mean as they are. So no. Yeah. It's worth having a look. It's good for a laugh, I must admit. Yeah. But for, having four kids trying to do bake-off at the same time is madness, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. I did it with two and barely made it to, to week six. So, uh, yeah, fair play to her. Although Nadia had three kids and one whole show, so you never yeah. know. You never know. You never I think I think some people might have been hoping to get on while the uh, lockdown programmes were on. It's like, at least you can go away for a few weeks. Can't oh, you? to get away from your children? <laughs> yeah. Ah, ah, smart. I like the way you think. <laughs> this, is, this is the key here. Well, we are going to try and be as kind as possible. Obviously, we're not here to tear anybody down. We have three people who are here who have been through the whole process themselves. But at the moment, all we have is a picture and a little bit of bio. So I guess the Ooh. only thing we can do is just have a look through everybody and uh, see if anything speaks to us, see if, we, if we're reminded of uh, past contestants. So shall we start? Let's. Well, I think we're in alphabetical order, which is nice and helpful. So we're going to start off with Abby. Now, Abby's 27 and from Cumbria, and she's a veg grower and a delivery driver. Now, she was born in Yorkshire, so already a good sign, already a very good sign. And it says she's thralled by bakes from the Victorian era, mm. which is very interesting. So what do we think of that? Do you think she's going to be good in Victorian week that we're definitely having this year? Are we definitely? 
We had Tudor Week. <laughs> oh, it was a joke. Probably. <laughs> Tudor? Tudor Week? We had Tudor Week. Tudor yeah. Week? Forgotten Bakes Week? <laughs> when it said that she was enthralled with the Victorian area, I was like, oh, the hair kind of makes sense. It's sort of, uh, I like it. It's sort of old-fashioned-y and fun. Um, but yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? This is, we're just going off the picture. I have, I know. No, listen, we can't tell much, but I think that she'll be kind of fun and a little bit weird, um, which is something that we always appreciate on Baker. We always appreciate someone who's a little bit kooky, don't we? It's much better than being, uh, you know, sort of, I hate using the phrase vanilla, but people know what I mean by that. You know, you don't want someone to be completely bland and blend into the background. So she looks interesting, if nothing else. Um, Victorian era, we'll have to wonder how far she'll go with that. And I dare say Noel will love her. Yes, I think she probably will. Did I read in in a different review of this that she does a bit of foraging and things like that? I'm just thinking that it says she takes inspiration from her environment in the beautiful English countryside. So I think we could see quite a few veg-inspired bakes. Well, it says that she's a veg grower. I mean, what does that mean? I'm sure I've seen that she's a forager because I've she a, a lot of them are foragers and veg growers. I think we've got about yeah. four, five, four, five of them. I haven't actually totted them all up. All oh, really? foragers and veg growers. So I mean, well, oh, God, Jane, so you you should be you should be rev- reveling in this. I mean, you're always talking about impact on the environment, and it says here she takes inspiration from the environment and the countryside. So you know, lower carbon impact on the stuff she brings in. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with growing <laughs> vegetables and being a forager. It's just that we've got rather a lot of them this year, just as we have rather a lot of 20-somethings. Oh, do we? How dare they? We've got six of the bakers, six so half of the bakers are in their 20s. Oh. And us oldies are well out the window. I think it must be something to do with the Channel 4 profile or the demographics or something. But, oh, poor old Keith. He's a real oldie at 60, isn't he? So what happened to 60 Ancient. when you 40? My God. So Channel 4, please, you know, who are your audience for the Bake Off? It's not all 20-something-year-olds, or maybe it is these days. Well... I thought that something was quite interesting. I don't know if we discussed this, but they Bake Off have said that they're going to do away with the uh, nationality-themed weeks. I mean, maybe they'll yeah. still have a French week or whatever, but they're not going to risk uh, offending anybody by having any sort of niche countries that maybe we don't know enough about. So maybe they're going back to basics and that will help the younger people in a way to sort of do better and feel more comfortable. And, you know, maybe you don't need 30 years baking experience to be able to feel comfortable doing these technicals. Maybe it'll be a little bit easier. What do you think? Do you think that will actually be the case or not really? I I think that um, actually we've, we've had a few years where I suppose some of the younger people have been able to do kind of very, very impressive stuff, drip cakes and what have you but haven't necessarily had some of the kind of basic skills about knowing how to do a short crust, how to do puff pastry. I knew you were going to say pastry. I knew you were going to say pastry. So I, th- I think it's it's good to see that we've got a kind of younger generation of bakers. And if they are going to test them with some of the classic, uh, some of the classics and some of the traditional skills of baking, I think it'd be, be interesting to see how they get on. As you said that a lot of them said they're foragers or they sort of, you know, sort of vegetably vegan-y types, maybe, then maybe they will uh, appreciate those sort of more traditional, more basic skills. So I think that could that would be interesting, actually. Um, you know, it's all very impressive to get someone who can decorate a cake beautifully, but that's just one skill amongst many. 
And I don't think we should be judging, you know, when it comes to the showstoppers, people often get judged simply on decoration. And there's a lot more to baking than just decorating cakes. And it would, as Howard has said many times, it would be nice to see more of those skills and see those skills being maybe valued a little bit more. I agree, Dan, completely, because I would always put taste first. But sadly, on watching Bake Off, you have to rely on um, the judges and what they say and trust that they like the flavours, which having been in the tent, I know we would have all at some point disagreed with their judgment on that. But as viewers, all we can do is judge on the decoration. True, true. And we want to see something beautiful. I mean, you can't just slap a Victoria sponge on the table and go, yeah, but it tastes fantastic because you put orange rind in it or something. Zest, sorry, not rind. Well, that worked in sort of the earlier seasons. That that was a strategy that did work for people. But I feel like lately not. That has not worked, has it? No, it's we still it... like to see something looking beautiful, don't we? And mm. we know if we put something on Instagram, it has to look nice. Because otherwise people just go, nah, it's just another pie or something. So I think there has to be a balance between ability to decorate and ability to bake. I would always put flavour first. But it still has to look nice for the TV viewers because nobody wants to see a car crash week after week after week, even if it tastes delicious. I think also nobody, I agree, because nobody wants to see anything and think, oh, I could make that. You know, that, that's, not, that's not quite so impressive, is it? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, though? If you think, well, I could make that, you know, then why is this person on TV making it? So, no, there's definitely a balance to be had. Wait, should we talk about the second contestant? This is going to yes, take forever at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. We'll move on. <laughs> We'll move on to uh, Amos, who is our second contestant here, who's 43 from North London, who is a deli and grocery manager. Now, it says at the top he's a film and theatre enthusiast, so for me he's already won. Mm. But he says he's taken inspiration uh, from his mum's ability to whip up delicious baked goods. Um, And that's something a lot of people are inspired by if they learn to bake from. It is usually their mothers or grandmothers. Uh, So maybe he's going to be... A very homely baker, you know, very inspired by home. I'm just wondering, uh, well, it doesn't say whether his mum's still around. I hope she is. But why isn't she on the show then? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's not in her 20s. Well, she's probably... Neither's Amos. Yeah. No. Amos. Neither's Amos. Okay, fair enough. She's older than Keith. So, yeah. <laughs> she's older than Keith. God. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 um, I just don't want to show this picture of Amos to uh, to Peter, he might get this idea that he ha- he did have his ears pierced years ago, oh. and uh, oh. fortunately doesn't doesn't wear anything hanging from them. But that might just oh. inspire him again. Yes. Amos oh, you're talking about Peter had his ears pierced. Yeah. I thought perhaps you knew about Amos or something. No, Amos, well, Amos has clearly got his ears pierced. He's got a lovely, yeah. a lovely drop earring. Yes, yeah. it well, is. Very safety pin. Is it a safety safety pin pin to me? I don't know. Maybe it is. Oh, it's edgy again. They're they're both edgy so far. Edgy, edgy and veggie. (laughs) He doesn't have to forage very far because he can just nip into the deli, can't he? And yeah, for his bake, so he can forage at work. So here we go. There's another forager. 
another vegetable enthusiast. Yes, indeed. I God, I hate it. Listen, I mean, I know. Sorry, I appreciate I'm talking to Howard here, but like, I hate when people incorporate vegetables into their baking. If I want to have dessert, I want to have just sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, so, but interesting to see if we get more savoury bakes uh, this year. If they are going to go back to basics and include more pastry, but I'm the people who are, who are sort of singing the praises of vegetables is making me feel a bit sad. I hope we get lots of sweet treats as well. Yeah, oh, I'm sure we will. It just says he works in a grocery. God, you guys and <laughs> your vegetables. We're... These poor bakers don't stand a chance with you. Three, You're do they? asking us to be judgmental. This isn't fair. <laughs> but... well, it also says he's very colourful and chic, uh, which we can tell from the kind of cute little sweater vest he's got on, which mm. is really nice. Uh, with keen attention to detail, and he loves exploring different flavour profiles. So hopefully over the weeks we'll see lots of nice, beautiful flavours. He looks like he's going to be a character. He's, he does. looks yeah. like he's going to be one to love each week yeah. and look forward to seeing. So, yes, I think I think I like Amos from the start. I do like a man who isn't afraid of colour. I think like when, when you reach a certain age, it's tempting to put on your sort of blacks and blues and browns, and it's just nice to see people uh, with a bit of splash of colour on. So I think oh, he seems everybody. like quite you a character. You can see Howard's jumper this morning. There's more than <laughs> a splash of colour. I knew that was great. A wonderful sweater. I would wear that myself, Howard. It's beautiful. <laughs> yes, this works excellently on a podcast. So everybody really imagine does. what Howard's wearing today. <laughs> Send in your drawings to Bacon no, the Legend. No, please do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's crack on. Uh, we're moving on to our next contestant. Uh, we have Christy, who is 33 from East London. She's a mum and a PA. She's a mum of four and a PA. How busy is this mm. woman? Goodness me. Um, she says, baking is a way of life. There always seems to be a birthday uh, to bake for and an exciting party to plan. I, I get the impression straight away that she's organised and she's not going to let anything flap her. What do we think? Oh, I don't know. Parents tend to go one of two ways. They're either super organized or on the, they're on the brink of mental collapse at every moment. Uh, so we'll just sort of, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to find out which one she is. I think, Jane, you said you read quite a funny note on The Guardian that was, what is yes, it? Yes, it goes on and on and on about her and then, um, and then says they're just waiting for her to explode. <laughs> so, yes, I think they see Dan's point. She looks perfectly normal at 33 with four kids. I certainly wouldn't have looked like that. I would have looked very, very mad. Oh, Jane, I look perfectly normal in a picture. <laughs> well, really, yes. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I um, it also says when she's not organising a celebration, you can find her having an outdoor adventure. Well, that's what does that mean? encouraging, is she? Um, oh, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> letting her hair down with friends outside well we won't explore that route um or solving a rubik's cube in under four minutes where are you reading her. this i've never managed to wow. solve a rubik's wow cube. never mind no this is on the um this is on the bake-off website i'm reading the bake-off website one. i'm on the radio um, times sorry so yes well obviously they didn't think rubik's cubes were important in the radio times but no I, i'm impressed if she can do that and um, and solve it in four minutes and have four kids. I wonder how good her aim is with the Rubik's Cube. Can she hit a four-year-old at 100 paces? <laughs> we don't do that anymore, Jane. No, I, I used to have no. a math no. teacher that used to throw <laughs> board rubbers at us. And poor man, he had multiple cirrhosis, but he had dead aim with a board rubber. I, have to tell you. I mean, I'm not a historian, but I think we banned corporal punishment in 82. Yeah. Think so. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's all very inappropriate, isn't it? Anyway, I'm sure she doesn't <laughs> throw her Rubik's cube at her children. 
You are biased this morning. I'm sorry, I'm sure she doesn't. We've got we've got so far into this and Sarah's not yet given instructions for anything to be edited out. Yeah, it's <laughs> quite impressive. Yeah. And Christy also says here, she says cakes are her speciality and she draws flavour inspiration from her own Israeli heritage and from her husband's Jamaican roots. So that's going to be a mashup of flavours there, Israel and Jamaica. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I think that should be very interesting. It could be. I'm not quite sure how those flavours naturally uh, meld together, but it could be quite interesting. You know, when, when we, <laughs> no, but when we have people from uh, sort of, the, you know, they've got a, a husband from somewhere else, you know, they do often bring some of their, their flavours in and it can, they can make more interesting bakes. You know, there's mm. nothing wrong with the classics, but it is nice to see something a little bit different. So, yeah, maybe yeah. she'll bring, bring something to the table that we're not expecting. Well, let's move on to our next baker. We have Dan from Cheshire who is 42 and he is a civil engineering resource planner. I'm not even going to pretend I understand what that means. And this carries on from what we were just saying about Christy. Dan's interest in cooking began when he went traveling in South America in 2007. Um, his particular loves are pies and pudding. So hopefully, Howard, we're going to get some nice pastry out of Dan. Mm-hmm. You think he looks like a man who knows how to make good pastry? He, he has got, I mean, he's got an amazing kind of bone structure, hasn't he? Uh, it's got this like. <laughs> oh, good, good. I'm so glad. Des- desperate Dan and his chin. It's like. He has got like, a strong jawline. He's yeah. got like a really firm jaw, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a bit square. I like it. Um, yeah, no, he's, uh, you know, with a name like Dan, you'd expect him to be handsome, obviously. Mm. He's the same age as me. Is he? Yeah, I'm 42. Oh, gosh, Dan, you look so much younger. That is the correct answer, Jane. I'm glad I, I keep you around. Um, but uh, so I made it to week six. The other Dan who was on the show made it, uh, went home in week one. So law of averages, I think he's going home in week three. What do we reckon? Good. That sounds good. Yes. Let's let's go with that. <laughs> one six ten i mean i i think one six ten i i reckon yeah it could make it to the final it could go the other way yeah maybe it'll go the other way either week three or he's winning it those are the two options (laughs) okay well howard there's something else here uh from the radio times it says before he and his wife bought his bought their first home they lived with his in-laws and during this time his mother-in-law taught him how to make the perfect short crust pastry yeah so there you go we're setting him we're setting him up for a bit of a fall here aren't we we're going to be very we're going to scrutinize his uh short crust pastry i I can't remember do you know when we you you two might remember i can't remember when we provided the information for these bios Mm. whether we did it before we started filming or after i did before i don't remember i think it's before and I think, you know, you, you do put in things like, ooh, love to do decorative bakes, fine attention to detail. And then you know that you're heading for a fall, don't yeah. you? When that, it's like, yeah, I thought this guy was had a fine attention to detail. It's like... But yeah. also the things that you think about yourself aren't necessarily the things that other people think. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. But we definitely wrote as before. I know that for a fact. But he yeah. says, um, you know, his particular loves are pies and puddings. We know straight men love pies. So I have high hopes for his pastry skills. I think he'll be good. Oh, he also works out in the gym, which should keep everybody very happy. And he forages. He forages. Does he, does he forage as well? Where are you finding this information, Jane? <laughs> on, the, on the website. Yeah. Yeah. We have got the Great British <laughs> website bios here. Yes. 
Wait. He loves playing football with his two young sons, working out in the gym, or forage for edible treats in the countryside around his home. Oh, hang on, to the channel. There we go. He's another forager. That's an Stop interesting. Me. That's an interesting choice, isn't it? Mm. Mm, shall I go to the gym? Or shall I forage? forage. It's a lot easier just doing a bit of wandering in the woods than a workout. Well, we don't sure, say right? woods. Oh, actually, no. it says around his home. Let's hope he's not in a very built-up area because in the countryside, it's just in the back garden. The local dogs might have had something to say about some of the things he might forage. Um, oh no, that's a very horrible picture at this time of the morning. I'm really sorry. Um, but yes, he's another forager. There we go. Wow. Did Channel 4 have a foraging show? They had a foraging show at one point, didn't they? So maybe they just dragged in people from there. We go, you you be on Bake Off. You'd be good for this. Yes, I see. (laughs) You're a forager. But I like the way you said he works out in the gym or forages for treats. It's kind of like me going, I think I'll go to the gym today and then go, actually, no, I'll just have an ice cream instead. I feel like it's (laughs) just a similar kind of vibe. That's the way to do it, isn't it? I think I'll just have some cake. There's a comma here where there shouldn't be. I'm not not a punctuation... um, What's the word? Pedant? Yes, I'm not. Oh, I but am. it goes, work out in the gym, comma, or forage for edible treats. Bake off, come on. Is that not correct? There shouldn't be a comma there. No. There's no comma. Anyway, let's not be pedantic. I've been helping my daughter study for her English 11 plus. I probably should have known that. Um, oh, well, <laughs> she probably shouldn't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> let's continue to our next contestant. We have Dana, who I apologise, Jane, is 25. Oh, no who's from Essex and she is a database administrator. But Jane, she does have um, a cockapoo called Gracie. So she has a dog. Does that make you feel better about her that she has a Yes, dog? I mean, I do love a cockapoo. And, and Gracie cleans up after her, as indeed do my two spaniels. And they, they just have to hear the fridge open and they're there ready to um, clean up for me. <laughs> do they, they don't really clean up, though, do they? They're just on, are they not just on the floor licking bits they're exactly not, but if you can't they're not putting stuff in the dishwasher or, no, or going, my... running down <laughs> with a mop no but um, my mini does like once things have been loaded into the dishwasher to give them a bit of a pre-wash oh. <laughs> she, she, she sees she gauges how far away you are when the dishwasher's open and you can see her looking at you as she's licking a dish to see how long she can stay with her head in the dishwasher before you get to her. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so she does. And, you know, if the cream has been licked up off the floor and you can't see it, well, you know, on my floor you can't see it, so it's fine. Um, no, that's all horrible, isn't it? Um, but I'm sure Gracie does clean up. I'm sure she does, yes. Uh, and it says here, Dana's passion for baking starts at the age of 16 when she identified a gap in her family's traditionally Indian culinary repertoire so there we go. Is that going to bring a bit of some Indian flavours in there? Yeah, I read something interesting and I was look, I'm was i looking through all the sites and the only place I found this was on the Guardian website. It says that she applied previously on four separate occasions as, and was rejected. So this is our fifth attempt to get on the Bake Off. Um, now, that, that is not uncommon for people to apply multiple times. I applied three times before I got on. I think, would you, were you similar, Jane? Were you? Or? I got on on my third yeah. attempt, yes. Yeah, so it's not unusual, but like, I don't know, I might have given up on the fourth attempt or the fifth attempt, I don't know. So she's obviously like doggedly determined to get on this show. And I think that kind of determination is something that you need to succeed in Bake Off. You need to be someone, as Jane will happily tell you, who just does not give up. Uh, that's really one of the qualities because uh, we all get tired, don't we? Um, so I think that that may help her. And actually, you know, from those of us watching over previous seasons may have spotted contestants in the past who maybe 
weren't the most naturally gifted bakers, but just didn't give up and kept fighting and made mm. it further than some of the bakers who yeah. were maybe better, but just kind of were exhausted and couldn't go on. So I think Dana might surprise us. She's not giving me, and I'm so sorry, Dana, if you ever listen to this, from her picture, she's not giving me like huge vibes of competence, but but she's obviously, but she's uh, giving me the vibes that she's not going to quit. And I think that may serve Mm. her well. What do you think? I don't know how you can tell that from the picture. She's a Because I'm judgmental. Beautiful, We've been over this. Beautiful young woman with a big <laughs> smile on her face and gorgeous hair. So I don't know. She how does you have can, great hair. She does have great, great hair, hair, doesn't she? <laughs> but you know, working backwards, if she'd tried four times and this is her fifth, she would have only been nineteen mm-hmm. when she first applied. And I'd oh, been true. baking for three years. And just going to the she identified a gap in her family's traditional Indian culinary repertoire. Tell you what, if my kids at 16 had gone, Mum, there's a big gap in your culinary repertoire, am I going to sort this out? Uh, yeah, I'm not You'd have thrown a Rubik's sure Cube at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the thing is, I would say, Dana would avoid stepping on her mum's toes in the kitchen by catching a, the bus to her dad's house to indulge her need to experiment with her bakes. So clearly, her mother wasn't impressed with her oh, wanting to um, fill the gap in her. Probably felt attacked. Yeah. Indian culinary repertoire. That would be interesting to see how she gets on. But it does say she has now become the family's go to celebration cake maker. So uh, hopefully, the rift has been mended. One hopes so. <laughs> yes. They're all happy with her now. Fabulous. Well, that is Dana. And we are halfway through now on to contestant number six, where we have Josh, another. 20-something-year-old. Uh, Josh is 27 from Leicestershire, and he's a postdoctoral research associate. A lot of big, clever words. And he's a chemist by trade. And it says he brings his scientific precision and keenness to experiment in the kitchen. Now, that reminds me of James on season three. can't remember his surname. He was always experimenting. Oh, Morton. James Where Morton. it was James, John, and Brendan, where it was that yeah. final. yeah. He reminds me a bit of him, you know, he's a bit, a bit scientific, a bit experimenty. So I wonder if he's going to experiment with crazy, crazy ingredients. Well, I don't know about any of that, but I think he's adorable. Look at his little face and his chubby cheeks. He's a little sweetheart. Oh, good. That, um, that's what's important here. <laughs> that is what's important. I also feel like, listen, my husband is like an adorable dork. So I really enjoy that vibe. And uh, Josh is definitely serving adorable dork. Um, so uh, I really like him uh, just from the picture. I think he's got a sweet little face and chubby cheeks. So um, he's kind of my immediate favorite. I don't know why. Well, because he's got chubby cheeks, you I guess. so shallow. I so know, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but look. Look, they're reinventing classics to give them a modern twist, often by introducing alternative flavours, including the seasonal fruit and vegetables from his kitchen garden. <laughs> oh, no! That's, that's not foraging. That is self-sufficiency. Well, that is just growing is things in your <laughs> garden. No, Jane. No, you can't have this one. It is. Leave Josh alone. <laughs> <laughs> but if one of the other bakers comes into the, his garden, are they foraging? That's stealing. Stealing. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He's a rugby player as well, Dan. There you go. You know, this man is going to uh, grow. Firm thighs. Yeah, lovely. Okay. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This is turning very on PG very quickly. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> but yes, uh, Josh, 27 there, um, already a firm favorite with some bakers. As we move on to maybe a firm favorite with Jane here, Keith. Who is Why? 16. Why just because it's... <laughs> because you've complained about it the whole time. <laughs> you've complained about people's age and now he's 60. So I'd like to more of a choice than one. <laughs> Do you know what? I like him. As, as soon as I read his bio, it said he's, a, he's an accountant. And I thought, of course he is. He just, he just has the look of an accountant. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if you were choosing an accountant... You wouldn't choose some flashy guy with his hair slicked back, would you? You'd want someone who looked like Keith, someone who looked a bit sensible. Uh, so I, I quite like Keith. I have high hopes that he's going to be very much the accountant in the tent. Um, and just sort of traditional and kind of, I'm not, I haven't even read his bio at this point, but just feel he'll be like quite traditional and sort of execute things well and in a sort of conforming, tidy manner. Do you, do you, do you get that vibe, Howard? Um, I think I do. I, I think you can be a bit too tidy. I'm not sure I iron a crease down my polo shirt sleeve. <laughs> oh, no. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just a little bit too formal, isn't it? For a polo, yeah. 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 yeah Howard, you're well, way more trendy. Is... You're a much better dresser than Keith. I'm, thrilling, I'm putting it out there right now. <laughs> Well, this is Keith. He is uh, 60 from Hampshire. And uh, as you probably gathered, he is a chartered accountant with a very sharp crease in his uh, in his polo shirt sleeve, I must say. I'm, I bet his wife does it. I'm sure his wife does it. <laughs> now, his bio starts out with apple pies and fairy cakes, which he learned to bake from his mum, uh, form the baking backdrop to Keith's childhood, along with his mum's love for traditional dishes from her home in Malta. So there we oh. go. We've got some more some more flavours coming across there. What is Maltese baking like? Mm, no idea. That's a very good question. No idea. Well, it's sort of Mediterranean, right? Hopefully, I don't... we will see. Well, yeah, we'll find put Maltesers on cake. That's not the <laughs> same thing. Hey, I was waiting for somebody to make that joke. Thank you, Howard. <laughs> uh, hang on, what's this? this? This line confused me. Keith has been baking everything, blah, 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 blah. Um, return to the baking books of the early 1970s to attempt recipes that were once beyond him. I think that's curious. Like, 70s recipes, or was it 80s? I think I'm so young, I can't remember. But, like, was it the 80s where everything was really fussy? I thought the 70s was relatively simple, wasn't it? Or am I... I mean, I wasn't alive then, so I don't know. Sort of dinner party things in the 70s, which could be a bit demanding. Is that things like Baked Alaska, or was that the 80s? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, yes, and I think you know, you look at some of those old traditional recipe books. Actually, I must post a picture of one of the ones somebody's just given me, which is extraordinary. No, no pictures and about forty recipes on a page. It's re- and it's typed so small that those of us who are a little over twenty um, find it difficult to read. Um, oh, I, I need a picture. I need a picture. I'll send you a picture of it. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's just put in a bad way that at one time he used to look at recipe books and think I can't do that and now he can it just goes to show that he's grown in confidence doesn't he? He says that grown in confidence with bread, oh with bread, yes. only only with bread, nothing else. Only with bread I'm sure. Only with he bread. Grown... He takes on more complex bakes so I think that means he's grown in confidence with other things as well so I think, I don't find much to say about Keith, sorry Keith if you're listening, he just looks like a jolly nice and let's hope he's we discover some hidden depth. And what week's he going home, Jane? I wonder if he's going to be a bit of a dark horse and he sort of holds his cards quite close to his chest and he's built up all this experience and then he just breaks away and just wins Maybe everything. Maybe he does. Mm. Unless he's going to be like, who is that wonderful chap who... Me? Uh, her, no, 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 not you. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, of course you are wonderful. Um, and I love you to bits. Um, but, um, oh gosh, what year was it? He was... came Jürgen? Chaps. No, no, Norman. Norman. He does look like Jürgen. No, no, BBC. There's a vibe. He does look like Jürgen. When he used to do shortbreads and not really put anything in it. Or, yeah, Norman. Um, Norman. 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 Yeah. He looks a bit like a Norman to me. He does. Is he as lovable as Norman was? We shall Time will tell. Yeah. Hopefully. And does he get as excited by pesto? This is what we need mm. to know. Oh, fabulous. Well, it's just a little story. So we've had some new caterers at the golf club recently. Um, and the, the age profile, I have to say, is the other end of the scale at the golf club. Certainly not many 20 years. And there was a snack for lunch, which was hummus and pita bread, a little bit of salad on the side, maybe a drizzle of balsamic glaze over the top. Um, a couple of the older members looked at it and went, what is that? And um, my husband said, it's hummus. And they went, who, what? They said, it looks disgusting. It looks like porridge. So that's a sort of, um, yeah, Are you trying... that's why we've got 20-year-olds rather than 80-year-olds. Are you trying you know. to say hummus? Hummus, hummus. <laughs> you say hummus, I say hummus. Say potato, yeah. Yes. Um, Let's it's... call the whole thing off. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> chickpea so, porridge. Yes. There we go. Chickpea, uh, chickpea porridge, delightful. Chickpea porridge. Uh, yes, so maybe we'll see some... Uh, Exotic pesto from... Uh, Exotic pesto with a bit of Keith. hummus in there. <laughs> Exotic <laughs> pesto. <laughs> well, let's carry on with our judgment of all these pictures of these poor people who've <laughs> gone into the tent unbeknownst. Uh, we have Matty, is our next contestant, who is 28 from Cambridgeshire. He's a PE and science teacher. And it says Matty is the type of baker who swats up on online patisserie videos before bed. <laughs> oh my God, what a dork. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I don't know what to say about that, is <laughs> No. It's uh, what? Um, whatever gets you off. Um, but yeah, no, he... Um, <laughs> I like the look of Matty, but I'm... Listen, this is just a me thing. All 20-year-olds these days have this haircut. I'm not into it. So I'm just... No, I don't get it. It's like a broccoli on the head. I don't understand it. But apparently this is what it takes to be attractive in your 20s now. I'm not into the hair, but I think he's got a lovely sweet face. It's just... He is a PE teacher, which leads me to believe he's probably quite mean and will make Paul uh, do the judging in his uh, vest and underpants. What do you think? 
no. Oh, oh, as Howard would say. Oh, no. Don't fancy that. I mean, he's a PM science teacher, apparently. He teaches science and PE. The scientist in him might be a good baker, though, because it is, we do often say it's quite a scientific thing, isn't it? So maybe he's got that mindset. We do, but what, why can't a PE teacher bake as well? But merely judging on their job skills i mean it's just clearly you've you've judged him on his haircut and that's it he's out the door I, oh, look, look he's him. got a lovely I'm little judging him on his... he's got a lovely face i just don't like the hair <laughs> fair enough well i don't think he's doing it for you actually. i think he's probably be devastated to hear this that some middle-aged gay guy isn't into it down. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's okay because he's not a forager, but he is no, now a forager. No, oh, thank God! It's quite, it's quite traditional, isn't he? I'm, I'm a bit. I, I don't know how I feel about that. He describes his flavour preferences as quite traditional: chocolate, citrus, and nuts. He also yeah. says one of the most moronic things I've ever heard in my life. He said he describes his style as rustic but neat. I'm like, those are literally two opposite things, Matty. What are you talking about? <laughs> so um, I don't know. I don't know what that is even supposed to mean. Uh, is that uh, who knows? Who knows? Flavor process is quite traditional. Oh, it's it's. What does it mean, Sarah? Oh, I think he's going to be good. No, I I think he's going to. It's going to be that style of like like a homemade loaf of bread or a homemade pie. It's it's neat. It's not like split and bursting at the seams but it just looks really tasty and really rustic and, and real but it's not factory neat sort it's of all right humble. Matty, i've you, got Sarah. you i believe in you okay. i do <laughs> not everything neat and trimmed and perfect i, I love yeah, rustic, exactly a rustic but neat style myself but we shall, we shall see. Yeah. Gosh, if this is the start of the podcast this year. How's it going to end? We're in for some fun. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, we've got someone else um, over 20 next. Someone else over 20. We've got Nikki. We have got Nikki. Nikki. Excellent. So we shall, we shall move on then to Nikki, who is 52 uh, from the West Midlands. And she's a retired cabin crew and volunteer. And Nikki describes her baking as like a pair of comfy old slippers. Little traditional bakes that evoke fond memories. Oh, Some of my baking nice. tastes like a pair of old comfy slippers. That sounds delicious, doesn't it? That's not what she means. No, no thank Sorry. you, Jane. That's not quite what she means. That's not what she means. I think I think Nikki looks fun. I think Nikki looks like I'd enjoy going out for a drink. Yeah, I was going to say crazy, but fun, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> stories of what happened on board the planes and what have you. I think it's, oh, I think she'd be great. It's the glasses for me. It's, it's the glasses that say I'm a little bit crazy. Yeah. I think she's. Gonna, I think when she's like 80, she's going to be absolutely insane. And I think she's going to be the fun grandma that everyone, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's that vibe. <laughs> Like, a bit insane at 80. I like his slightly wayward hair, as though yeah. she's possibly been doing something she shouldn't have done behind the bike shed. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, it's time for my photo shoot. <laughs> I think she looks great fun. I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing Nikki in yeah. the tent, actually. She looks like she's going to be a really good character. Yeah, I have high hopes for Nikki. What no. are you looking forward to seeing her doing, Jane? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward Sorry, to her. Nikki, if you're oh listening God. to this, it was meant in the nicest possible way. I'm sure they don't listen. It's fine. We can say it. Um, no, I think Nikki seems like someone who is kind of doesn't take herself. I mean, we're just judging by appearances, but she looks like she doesn't take herself too seriously. And I think she's going to have fun in the tent. And, you know, as much as it is fun to watch people sort of on the edge of mental collapse, that can be entertaining in a way. It's also nice to see people who are just easygoing and not taking too seriously. And she's giving me that vibe. And that's something that's nice yeah. to see. Hmm. Yeah. 
I agree. And it's, so especially she's not baking, Nikki volunteers for a pet therapy charity along with her dog Bracken. So pet therapy is really very good because people love pets and, and, you know, I've had them taken into nursing homes for the older people because obviously they can't have pets then mm. so it would be chaos. And to, to suddenly if you've been a dog lover or um, any sort of pet lover, to have an animal come in can be very soothing. So I think, I think she, I think she sounds lovely all round, actually. Mm. Yeah. Well, Howard, um, I know you said in your year that Kimberly was very much the sort of the calmer of the group and and doing um, little exercises to help everybody yeah. like breathe and calm down. Do you think Nikki's going to be like that for this year? God no. Not <laughs> 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 no, maybe not. Okay. No. That's not the angle we're seeing. No, I, think, I think she'll keep. I think she'll keep spirits up. Yeah, but I don't think you can rely on her for karma. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with Howard on this Gosh, one. We haven't been judgmental at all, have we? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on uh, to our next contestant, who is the youngest. So, Jane, don't listen to this. Uh, Rowan is 21. He's from West Yorkshire. Yes. So I like him because he is from, well, I don't know exactly where he's from, but he's from my region, which is fun. And he is an English lit student and he is the youngest baker in this year's lineup. Um, but don't let his age fool you, Jane. That's what it says oh. in the bio. Uh, go big or go home is Rowan's motto and one that he has applied to his baking. So uh, what do we think there? I love his top. Mm. It is fun. Yeah, I love his top too. But I haven't said, I haven't said at any time that young bakers aren't good. We've had some fabulous young bakers in past series. I mean, look at lovely Peter who won, and I can't remember how old he was, but he had, certainly hadn't finished his degree. And we had glorious Michael in my year who shouldn't have gone home bread week, in my opinion, but that's another story. Uh, so I'm not saying young bakers aren't fantastic. I, I love the enthusiasm and the twists they put on things. They're not constrained like somebody like me by sort of tradition and the way it's always been done. I love all that. It's just that we've got a lot of them. That's all. I'm just saying there isn't a balance. I'm saying, you know, we've got one twenty-three-year-old, six twenty-year-olds. I mean, Rowan looks glorious, and I hope he's very, very, very successful. Although. Um, you know how that sometimes the uh, team can be quite cruel in their messaging. They said, you know, his motto is go big or go home. So I instantly thought, going home week one? I think, you know, like, <laughs> is that was just me? Am I just being spirited? Like, yes. Yeah. Well, okay. We know the answer to that question, Jane. But, um, but no, I just thought it was funny that they, like, that's toying with fate to put that as your motto, go big or go home. I'm like, I, There's a lot in here that, that's toying with fate. Aiming for clean lines. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> We're all aiming for clean lines, Rowan. <laughs> Setting himself oh, up for a fall there. And here we go. He's not a forager, but he makes cocktails. I'll be friends with Rowan if he makes so? cocktails. We can hang out, Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Jane, you are absolutely right. There is a quite a large proportion of, of younger bakers this year. I don't know if anybody was going for anything or it's just the way it's happened to have gone. Um but yeah, a lot of a lot of young people this year. Um so Rowan, yes, maybe he will go home in week one, bless him. 
Hopefully not. <laughs> nobody goes home in week one. I, I know. I don't think anyone should in week one. But I agree. We've said this before. It's harsh, yeah. isn't it? And then yeah. send two people home at some point, but let them all, like they do on Strictly Come Dancing, they never send anybody home the first week because they all need to find their feet. <laughs> oh, true. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Why don't we do that for Bake Off? I think it would be kinder, but nobody listens. To the us. thing is, I, I get that the jeopardy is what makes it exciting, but I do kind of feel that, yeah, if they had a few weeks under the belt and then they did an aggregate of like the worst three people over the first three weeks, then go home, that would kind of make more sense because that really, you know, if you're consistently at the bottom, then maybe you should be go home. Do you know what I mean? But then I don't know if you get as many people watching those first three episodes if they did that. You know, so I don't know. And you'd have to call it the Great British Bake Off brackets, but not this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you do a proper Bake Off like they do in Strictly. You get the two worst people and get them to do a Bake Off. So then that one yes. person leaves. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. It yes, could work. I see it. I could see it. Rock cakes at dawn. But unfortunately, we will have to lose somebody uh, this week. So one of the people that we've read about, um, we're not going to be talking about them for very much longer. Oh. But that's the way the show goes. So we'll move on to the uh, penultimate contestant here. We have Saku, who is 50 from Herefordshire. She is an intelligence analyst. Again, all these big, important grown-up jobs. I have no idea what they mean. It says, growing up in Sri Lanka... Um, Oh, it says Suki didn't have an oven. At- They've got her name wrong. Bad radio times. Her name is Saku, not Saku. Suki. I think it's, it's been autocorrect there. Yes. Yeah. Bad autocorrect. So I'll try that again. Growing up in Sri Lanka, Saku didn't have an oven until she was 18. So she started baking when she moved with her husband to the UK in 2003, particularly when she became a mother. So some Sri Lankan-inspired recipes, I assume, we'll be having here. Fantastic. Yeah. Best pie fillings, liberal sprinklings of cinnamon, cardamom, and nutmeg. So, yeah, very much the sort of Southeast Asian uh, flavors, which are not a bad thing at all. Uh, we definitely enjoy that. British people, especially, maybe we, we love uh, Southeast Asian flavors. So I'm sure those will go down well in the tent. I'm sure Paul likes a good curry. So, uh, yeah, I think in the savory bakes, she'll definitely do amazing because, uh, you know, they're a bit more, maybe a little, I don't want to like rag on British cuisine, but, you know, Southeast Asian, a bit more flavorful, maybe. Is that sacrilege to say that, Jane, that you're angry with me already? No, not at all. I totally agree with you. Actually, I love, I think the cinnamon, cardamom, and nutmeg, well, we've always used nutmeg, haven't we, really? Um, mm-hmm. The custard tarts being. The first thing that comes to mind. Um, no, I, it's not sacrilege at all. I think we could all learn from all around the world in very many ways, not just in baking. And so just, but not I, in a Mexican week style. The, I embrace the different <laughs> no. flavors and, and always have done. So I'm looking forward to how she bakes. And she has been baking for 20 years now. So yeah. longer than. Almost longer than some of the other contestants have been, I've been alive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think Ro- Rowan was still in nappies when she started when she started baking. So, um, so Saku, uh, she looks she looks really sweet. She's got a lovely smile, um, and she really reminds me of Shabira. You know, just with her little cheeky smile yeah, and yeah. Uh, the fact that she yeah. places baking from her heritage right at the heart of what she did. I mean, she, I mean, Shabira was coming up with all sorts of stuff from uh, from her heritage there. So uh, maybe Saku will be the same. Maybe Saku will go on to do like Shabira and, and win. We haven't seen much of Shabira, have we, actually? We haven't seen much of Shabira. Well, she's not no. in it this year. Yeah. No, no, oh, is that why? Thank you. <laughs> oh, that'd be why. That makes sense. <laughs> 
I'm not sure about Saku. She's going for me. She's going one of two ways. She's either going to be this sweet, sweet older lady, or she's got the cold dead eyes of a serial killer. And I just, I'm not sure which one it's going to be. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll be intrigued to watch the first episode and see which way the flip will go on that. And we're about to find out. Uh, yeah. What do you reckon, Sarah? No? Oh, yes? my goodness. I'm going to move right on uh, before Dan okay, offends sorry. anybody else. We only have one more person to offend. Uh, so That's Tasha. <laughs> to the last contestant, which is, as you said, Tasha. Uh, Tasha is 27 uh, from Bristol. She's a participation officer. And I don't know what that means. Um, what does that but it mean? says here, Tasha makes history as the show's first ever deaf contestant. Uh, so there we go. A little bit of a milestone there. Uh, the best thing Tasha remembers about baking as a child was licking the icing sugar from the tops of the fairy cakes that she, her mum and grandma used to make. What a lovely image that paints. Yes, especially if they had oh. about hand it around to the rest of the family. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, instantly... Where my mind went, and sorry, this is the first thing I've started thinking about. You know, you have the story producers asking you questions all the time. If she's deaf, this is going to be quite a challenge, isn't it? I assume she'll have to have an interpreter or something. Because they're constantly yeah. peppering you with questions, aren't they, Jane? Ooh. When you're in the tent. Uh, they are. And and also, I mean, if, if they've got a, a sign signing person there, which I sincerely hope they have, I'm, I'm sure they will have. You know, we know that something would have been shouted from the front of the tent and we might oh, have yeah. our head in the oven or turning the other way, but we could still hear. Will there need to be somebody there to tap her on the shoulder to tell her that something has just been said that's important? I'm sure they've thought about it. Mm. Yeah. And I'm, I know they will have done it well. I mean, when you think about, if you haven't seen Strictly Come Dancing, I'm very sorry, but um, when Rose was dancing um, was that two years ago, completely deaf actress, how you dance to music, I would have thought was absolutely impossible. And actually, spoilers here, she went on and won. She was amazing. So I'm sure the the productions and the Bake Off team will have made sure that Tasha isn't disadvantaged in any way in the tent. And I just want to applaud the fact that they've done a lot of diversity in the tent over the years. And we've had Bryony who had... um, fingers on her hand and so she found it quite difficult uh, but to have somebody who's deaf in the tent is great and I think we should be embracing I think we should be looking at some of these in disabilities and embracing them because there's so much in the community and, and those of us who are incredibly fortunate kind of just assume everybody just gets on with things so to see somebody who is disadvantaged is a great inspiration for other people to know that it, it's not necessarily going to stop you being able to take part in many many things a friend of um, my son's at school's mother and father were profoundly deaf and I was always completely blown away by how it never let them stop them do anything mm. um, whereas I'd go oh no I can't possibly go to Germany and speak to anybody because I don't speak any German <laughs> I really hope she does well she looks Fabulous, doesn't she? I think she looks mm. really lovely. But there's no reason she won't and do well. And it is hard to put other disabilities in the tent. Sorry, yeah. I'm rattling on here. No, you're not. Well, but one of my um, auditions, there was a chap in a wheelchair. Mm. Um, he got quite far in, in the process. But actually, a wheelchair in the tent is very, very difficult, or would be very, very difficult, because we all know how constrained it is and how many cables there are, and people all over the place um, are just sort of reaching up to or down to the ovens or up to the fridges and the freezers. So 
I don't think it's because they don't want to include people with disabilities. It is because it actually is practically very, very difficult in the tent. Um, so to see them increasing the diversity in that way, I think, Think they are to be applauded. God, that was very serious, wasn't it? No, it's it's not at all. Um, I think you're absolutely right, Jane. And I think it's I think it's testament to the fact that ways can be found and ways should mm. be found. Like I as as we said, we we hope, we assume that Tasha will have some sort of interpreter with her. And that's that's easy to have. And as you've just said, Jane, somebody in a wheelchair, yes, immediately that does pose a bit of a problem, but that's I'm surely we could find a way to have a bench. I mean, when Ellie Simmons, um, for those of you who don't know Ellie Simmons, she is a, a Paralympic swimmer who has dwarfism. And she was on one of the celebrity episodes. They gave mm. her um, something to stand on. So she was higher up to the bench. Ways mm. can be found. So the fact mm. that Tasha's here, ways should be found to bring people into the tent who may have struggled in a more traditional tent. So you're absolutely right, Jen. It's fantastic to see this range of disabilities in the tent because baking is for everybody yeah absolutely i think it's also worth noting though that although um you know being deaf is obviously going to make communication a little bit more challenging it doesn't really have any effect on her baking skills i mean obviously like there are certain things like she won't be able to hear a timer going off but i'm sure she'll have a visible timer or something like that you know there's no a bit reason why this is going to stop her from doing very very well in the competition you know it's it's as long as the uh, you know accommodations are made, she'll be on an equal footing with everybody else. Absolutely. And, and I think the fact that it says, much like her attitude to life, Tasha's baking is fearless. So I think she's going to be a force to be reckoned with, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. I'm looking forward to it. I think we've got a mm. good range of bakers this year and plenty of people for us to get behind because we always like a champion, don't we, or somebody to champion week on week. We do. And I, I think it's a very nice... Bit like the bakes this year, they say are going to be much more back to basics. And I'm not saying these are basic bakers at all, but I just think <laughs> it is going back to that lovely, comfortable. So we really bake. I'm sorry, to just scrubble that. I'm not. No, 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 no. No, we know what you mean. We know what you mean. There's there's people coming in because they love baking. They genuinely yeah. love baking. Mm. It's. It is a show. We have all said it is for television. It is entertaining. But these seem to be people who like, yeah, I like baking. That's why I'm here. Mm. There's nobody yeah. who's... I, I think the brief was down-to-earth bakers. Yes, and exactly. And then they, that's why they got so many foragers and picking <laughs> oh, vegetables. Very good. Very, <laughs> very good, good, Howard. Very, very good, Howard. Well done. Well, no, but those are our 12 contestants for this year. Now, I'm going to ask you all to just have a quick look back through our 12 bakers and pick just off the photo, just off the vibe they're giving, just off, Dan, how cute you think they are, whatever yep, you guys do, yep. <laughs> just pick somebody who, pick, pick your front runner. Because I know we did this last year. Um, did somebody pick the winner last year? I can't remember now. Oh, I didn't. Somebody picked Giuseppe the year before. Jane, you I picked did. Giuseppe yeah. the year before. Oh, no, I did. There we go. I, there we go. I picked Shabira. I picked Shabira. Shabira. I think oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so... I have immediate thoughts. Okay, so I really like Dan, just because he's, uh, you know, got a great name. Uh, he is uh, same age as me, great age, uh, men in the peak of handsomeness at 42, obviously. So I like Dan. I want to see Dan do well. Um, I have a feeling that Tasha 
is going to do really well. Oh, did you? Were you going to pick Tasha as well? Oh, I was going to pick Tasha. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. We all yeah. picking Tasha. Hold oh, on. No. no, 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 no. You can't all have the same person. This is not how this works. Right. Let, I'm, I'm going to pick somebody I, else. I, I said first, so Tasha's mine. You guys can ask oh, someone else. Okay. Okay. Can we change after we've seen the first? Of episode? course. No, we always we, do. No, we, no, we do. We've got to do it now. We no. Don't. Okay. <laughs> You've got Tasha. Well, I'd like you to put on record that both Howard and I chose her as well. So, okay. if you go, Howard, I'll let you have second pick. The podcast shall stipulate, yes. <laughs> I'm going to go for... Oh, just because I fancy having a drink with her, I'm going to go in Nikki. Oh, I was going to pick Nikki as well. Oh, unfair. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Watch Tasha and Nikki go out in the first few weeks and then Jamie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. No, listen, I want. Oh, okay, then. Okay. Do you know who else I think will do well that you could no, have if you no, want? No, I don't want to know. Okay, all right, fine. Do well. Let me okay. have my choice. First all right, all right, all right. Jump in. <laughs> I don't want to know <laughs> because she's juggling four kids and a Rubik's cube. Um, I think if she doesn't explode like the Guardians say, I'm going for Christy. Christy is yeah. my choice. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay, Christy. so Dan, your pick is Tasha. Howard, your pick is Nikki, and Jane, your pick is. Christy, yeah. lovely. So we'll see how far your three chosen contestants get, and they'll all go out in the first. Mine three isn't weeks. a forager. <laughs> okay, she doesn't forage. Can I predict three finalists, right. or is that too straight bold? away? Who do you think? Go for it. Tasha, Dan, and Josh. Those are my finalists. Tasha, Dan, and Josh. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, I oh, thought Rowan okay. might be in there. No. Mm. Well, we shall. We'll go back over this yeah. as we go on through the weeks, and we'll see how well you all did. Yeah, we'll laugh about how wrong we were, yeah. <laughs> well, I think after the first episode, we can all pick our finalists, can't Yes, we? that's what we normally yeah. do, do after the first episode. It's going to be one to watch yeah. as well. Mm. Uh, so let's, after the first episode, we can pick. Okay. And we'll all be wrong. Well, there we go. We have our 12 contestants for Bake Off 2023. So that is excellent. We're looking forward to the next 10 weeks of baking. Hopefully we'll have some, as promised, slightly more I don't want to use the word basic, but slightly more toned down bakes as we've been promised. But don't forget all our lovely listeners that we also have our 10 week bake along challenge. Now, the first week is going to be with the lovely Ian. That's going to be on Sunday, the 1st of October. And uh, it's been cake week traditionally. So it could be cake week. It could be something completely different and fascinating. So please come along and sign up for our classes. You can sign up on uh, Baker with a Legend website and look for our 10 class mystery package. You can sign up for all 10 classes and you can bake along with us every week. And the recipe will be revealed to you just before the class starts as it's revealed to us, a bit of a mystery, or you can sign up for classes as you see fit one-on-one. We do have limited spaces for those, so do sign up quickly to avoid disappointment. And as always with our podcasts, please do send us in some questions that you want to ask of Jane, Dan and Howard. It can be anything at all. It can be pertaining to particular weeks or just general questions you've always wanted to know. You can let us know your questions at thebakedown at bakewiththelegend.com. And you can also message us on our social media platforms. We are at Bake With The Legend on all of them. So thank you, Jane, Dan and Howard, for joining me for this first look at our bakers our first look at what we have let ourselves in for this year with bake off 2023 season 14 thank you so much for joining us guys and we hope to see you all next week when we will review week one thanks guys bye bye bye
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.